listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Show, but I'm Emily Dean. What the blazes? Frank is actually... Are we allowed to say this? He's feeling a bit under the weather today. So I've leapt into his chair like a good friend slash vulture, and I'll be here all morning, joined very ably by martial arts grandmaster <laughs> Alan Cochran. Morning. <laughs> I'm going to skate over that description, but morning. <laughs> I love it. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> and spectacle wearer of the year 1993, uh, Gareth Richards. Well, she's oh, I didn't mean to play that. <laughs> <laughs> she's a lady. I genuinely did not mean <laughs> to play that. Looking back on it, I'm happy with my intro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so sorry about that. I was actually going to play this. If there's one... <laughs> All right. Which I think is nicer. That's right, but no, you outed me as... <laughs> well, I think... It, I mean, there could be worse jingles associated no, right. with you. I'd yeah. happily be we a should lady. Say, Gender is a spectrum. Is. Yeah. OK, on, on that bombshell, let's get the business out of the way with you. can text the show on 81215. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio, or you can email us if you're a nana. I mean, anyone can email us. Um, good morning, boys. Nanas would write us letters or postcards, wouldn't they? Sometimes we get a uh, snail You're mail so missive, right. don't we? What's our postcode? I don't even know Oof. our postcode. W1F. W1F. 9DJ. Oh, 9DJ. DJ. Oh, yes, we've discussed this before. <laughs> you looked like it was a secret for a moment there. Yeah. <laughs> you Do you like that um, Big Daddy's it. off and Daisy's kind of worming away into the show a bit now. Like you started posse. that, though, I did. by asking her a direct question. This is true. <laughs> Alan, stop telling the truth. Sorry. That's um, what I'm like. Oh, this is the media nowadays. Alan, stop <laughs> telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. You lot on your media studies we degrees. post-truth, aren't we? So, we've got all the business out of the way with. Sure. I would like to, without further ado this morning, I would like to talk about an incident that occurred... Last week, Alan Cochran was present. Gareth, right. you weren't present. No. It was a breakfast after the show. Big Daddy was there. It was lovely. That means saying... Frank for anybody new mm. to the show. Oh, yes, yes, Just... that's right. Or any wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> big Daddy's no longer with us, that Big Daddy. Yes, yeah, weird if he was there. I mean, our Big Daddy's fine. Well, he's not fine. He's, he's not my not Big feeling... Daddy. I, I bridle it. Yeah, he's in a bit of trouble, isn't he, as Frank, Skinner would say, Frank Spencer would say. Well, uh, he's had a little bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Pasquale's playing Frank uh, Spencer. Did you hear that? What? Yes, that was that was uh, the, the news out this week. Is this breaking news? I believe so. Joe Pasquale? Is playing Frank Spencer. In what? A dream? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> No, Al, in the story that I read, unfortunately, it had said Joe Pasquale to play Frank Skinner. Oh, really? Now, that really was a dream. Yeah. Wow. A very strange dream. <laughs> Not the first time he'd have said Frank's words on no, it. Um... <laughs> OK, everyone. Um, but, yeah, so that is apparently a thing that's happening. Oh, how exciting. OK, everyone excited about that? Mm. Mm. Anyway... We were ha we were having brunch. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Al. Keep me on the straight and narrow. And uh, Daisy, the producer, she's getting another mention. She had observed someone recently leaving their crusts at the end of a meal we'd oh. been eating, and she was expressing. I'm Is this one of her kids? Or... No, it was an adult. An adult. Yeah, an adult male. Oh. 
And she was expressing, I'm going to say horror at this. She was absolutely <laughs> horrified that someone had left their cross. She said, I can't believe they left their cross like that. Why would <laughs> you do that? And so we got into a bit of a debate, didn't we, Al? And we discussed who left their cross. Because I've got to say, I, I have left my cross before. Mm. Daisy, Daisy, How recently? Um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, judge <Sorry>. not. <laughs> Let me check my diary. Um. <laughs> but her, she seemed to be suggesting that, you know, this was a very childlike thing to do and you left behind leaving your crusts behind along with childhood. And why was this person still yeah. doing that? My argument was that I think we've long since been disavowed of the notion that crusts are in any way good for you. Yeah. So why eat them? if they're bad for you. If I, you want, you know, you're an adult, you can do what you want. I agree with, with what you've just said on so many levels, mm. not least the opportunity to use the word disavowed. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. I haven't used that since I was sued. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been sued. Sue me. Yet. Yeah, yeah. This is true. Joe Pasquale. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think about this? I mean, Al, I think, I seem to recall that you were in agreement with Daisy. Uh, yeah, although, I mean, I think I think Frank raised the point that if, if bread's not good for you, why eat extra bread? Because you've been told when you were a child to eat your crusts, just don't eat. Yeah. I personally am thinking of going right the other way because obviously I've, I've got a natural contrarian touch <laughs> and I might just start only eating the crusts and then leaving the middle bit of the toast all buttery oh. on plates, just... See how much that fox is the waiting staff. Oh, I'm so glad you said foxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still so relieved you said foxes. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about things that we thought we'd left in childhood, but mm. perhaps we haven't. And we were talking about crusts, weren't we? Because I think it was very recently that it struck me that actually crusts don't have any health value <laughs> over the rest of the bread. Exactly. Because that's what we're taught, isn't it, is that there's somehow extra vitamins or some sort of hair-curling agent <laughs> in the crust. It's not really wants now either. They all oh, buy yeah. straighteners. Yeah. Or hairy chest. People don't want a hairy chest anymore, do they? Even people Speak, well. speak for yourself. <laughs> people that have got them don't want them, apparently. What, hairy chest? Yeah, I know several men, gentlemen, of hmm. my acquaintance who shave their heads. Uh, chests. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, shave their heads is a much more common sentence. The ones that shave just... their heads tend to work in close protection, to be where. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, to be where? What's happening to us? <laughs> and they wear those wraparound sunglasses. But I do think with... I mean, I like a hairy chest. There, yeah, I've said it. OK. Well, I eat my crusts and have chest hair, so I'm so archaic. Have I turned Frank Show into loose women? I've I just so, said, yeah. I like a hairy chest. Men of there, the world. When do you think the trend for shaving the chest stopped? It was when Emily Dean announced on Absolute Radio that she liked hairy chest. Yeah, you've probably oh, freed so up a few minutes yeah. a month for some guys now. <laughs> just putting the bick down, getting on with their day. Um, we should say you can text in on 8 12 15 if you've got any strange childhood habits. Mm. They don't have to be strange, but they're things that happen in your childhood and you would not have anticipated to still be doing them now. Par example, mm. I still buy ice lollies. Oh, nice. <laughs> which is sort of fine if you're buying a pack for a family. But right. no, I go in as an adult female with a decent property mm. and a nice, reasonable lifestyle. You're doing all right? Yeah. 
think so. There's no arrested development that's <laughs> indicative of just a general There's presence. There's no arrests either. I'm doing <laughs> well. <laughs> Clean form shit. But I good. go in to the news agent and say, just the knobbly bobbly, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is my favourite ice lolly. I don't like grown-up ones like the macho cornettos or right. magnums. Uh-huh. Or of chocolate. It's horrible. Or an ice like lolly. knobbly bobbly. Uh-huh. So I like a knobbly bobbly. <laughs> And I think the comedy element of it appeals to me, but I'm embarrassed to buy it on its own. Good for you. Well, yeah, you say that, but my local shop, I thought he was judging me. Did you buy it with something really grown up, like a copy of The Economist, just to balance it out? I actually <laughs> bought it with some loo paper the other day, <laughs> which was a bit strange, because that's quite an adult purchase. Yeah. Children don't bother with that. Someone else deals with that. That's true, yeah. Bin bags, they don't get those either. <laughs> <laughs> but I did... I mean, the knobbly bobbly, should, I should just say, is... Is, I was going to say fab, but that's oh, going to get us in all sorts of confusing. ice lolly hot water. They don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a feast. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> do you think, guys, that it's strange that I go and buy a single ice lolly for mm. myself? I maybe might have bought one yesterday, sort of half past four. Is that strange? I don't know. I think as an adult to eat an ice lolly is not that childish. I still eat the odd scab. Is that oh, what? Extraordinary <laughs> revelation. Is that, is Sorry. that a thing that I should have stopped doing? In the, north is, in the north, is that a sort of ice lolly? <laughs> 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 Please tell me it's a sort of ice lolly. What we, do you eat? Oh, I, I don't, I don't I think mean, we're going to better that, Gareth. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What are we talking about this morning? We're talking about things that we should have put away and sheltered, but perhaps haven't, like me and my knobbly bobblies. <laughs> well, <laughs> which is an ice lolly that um, <laughs> Emily nice lolly. purchases and eats by herself. That's not, uh, no. yeah, Noel Edmonds' new uh, <laughs> format. Um, Helen in Bromley has texted you saying, uh, go to Tesco, they're half price, a box of four for a quid. <sighs> wow. What? She adds. Thanks, Helen. Appreciate she, it. She then adds a scab and an exclamation mark. I'm not sure what that means, but... Um, oh, yes. That was the northern ice lolly that um, Alan Cochran <laughs> used to eat. No, I actually meant Crunchy physical on the outside. Sure. I know what yeah, you meant. I'm not the only please, person please that has stop. a nibble. I mean, please stop. I'll be honest, it hasn't lit up the switchboard quite as much as I expected it to with no. um, fellow... Let, no, I yeah, don't. We'll Calling we'll fellow eaters, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. On the behalf of the eater community, I'd like to uh, really highlight this issue, yeah, and we I think really we're unfairly. Um... <laughs> Thank you, Helen, for the um, mm, the, info, for the info. I enjoy that. Arton Hugh on Twitter says, um, "Think childish things that we carried on." Dare I say, Doctor Who? <laughs> oh, kind of controversial. Wow. Okay, I feel slightly sick and a bit ill and nervous. <laughs> um, the thing that I still Frank's do that I home. think is quite childish. What's that? Um, and I definitely thought this would stop at about age nine, but it is still alive and well into my 40s, mm. is um, pretending to be asleep when other people <laughs> when other people come into the room. I am still pretending to be asleep. I mean, how really? When you say other people, you even, mean your partner, your I mean, life partner. That, and my children, like, if they walk into the living room, and not even convincing, like, at five o'clock in the evening, they'll come through and I'll just go... Like, like really unconvincingly. And is that uh, just inertia, or you just think, you know, I want a little lie I down? I don't really know what I get from it, <laughs> but I'm still doing it. 
<laughs> I thought you were always just really sleepy. Whenever I walk into a room, you're fast asleep. I... Do you know what I like about this, though, Gareth? Is that slightly irrational, illogical There's aspect There's nothing for to it. me, in it? I don't know why I'm doing it. You know, it's not like you've committed a crime and you want some sort of alibi. <laughs> you just... As far as you know, ...don't anyway. want to engage, really. I think that could be it. Yeah, I understand. Oh, you've just therapised me in about <laughs> two seconds there. You just don't want to engage. OK, sorry. £160. <laughs> you got me, yeah. Um, um, Jack on Twitter um, says... Jack on um, Twitter? Is that like Berwick upon Tweed? <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, eating crunchies by eating the chocolate oh. off the ends and then the sides and then giving a mini celebration <laughs> if you get the top off in one bit. Oh, there's, there's always a mini celebration <laughs> for that. I don't think, to be honest, though, with that crunchy thing, no, I've never done that because then the honeycomb's all depressing. and mm. all, mm. That's I just a lot of sugar you're left with and no chocolate there. I do Milky Ways that way, getting oh, that. And Maltesers. <laughs> I can get all the shell off of Malteser. Oh, congratulations. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're a fan of that then you like leaving the sort yes. of malt or honeycomb i like center. having a uh, uh, tradition of how i eat certain things yes sort of a, cer- a ceremony what's the right word yeah where you eat particular things yeah. in a certain way i like to lick the flavor off crisps sometimes sounds worse than eating a scab though <laughs> it does not. that is gross <laughs> it does not scab eater <laughs> also, yeah, when you said I like to lick the outside of crisps, yes, sometimes it's such a little bit funny. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. With fava beans, is my noise. I also, I when I am um, counting seconds, when I'm in a situation where I have to do that, oh, yeah. I say one elephant, two elephants, oh, three mm. elephants. I'm still on Mississippi. Oh, do you do Mississippi? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. that's an adult thing, and everyone does that. Mm. I used to um, tape myself on a tape player and pretend I was doing a radio show <laughs> oh, as a kid. Did you really? you know, yeah, yeah. Any That's tips for us today? <laughs> <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together, the Frank Skinner Show. Radio. What are we talking about this morning, boys? We're discussing boys? Um, childhood habits oh, that yes. have continued, and uh, we've got a bit of a but deal you breaker text for in me. On eight twelve fifteen, sorry, four one seven has just texted in. It's a bit of a deal breaker for me. What about sucking your thumb? I'm forty seven and still do it in my sleep. They oh. add, I'll forgive you in the sleep, but I, I mean, I'm not well, having that. that of as course an adult. you do, because you're only pretending to be asleep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually sleep. We've established that. I, yeah, you know what. I feel for them because this that's one of those hard things. Maybe it's just very comforting. Mm. It's like having a little blanket, isn't it? Or a nai nai. What? Your jo- <laughs> What's a nai nai? nai I knew this day was going to come. <laughs> a nai nai is like a little piece of blankie that you get as a child. Did anyone else have this? Mm. Oh, no. I think that's one of the things where there's different family names for things. Like I really I've heard appreciate your kindness. And, um, <laughs> you know, somet- and sometimes... That, is that not a thing? No. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry no. about that. It's a thing we'll skip right over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes people have weird names for their... You know, people have really weird names for their grandparents. Like, oh, oh, yes. This is Grangy or... Actually, that's a good uh, text. In. If you've got any strange names for your grandparents, I'd like to know what they are. Because we had some. I can't remember what we called them now. I'll remember. So I'll remember. What did we call ours? We had a strange one. Oh, I think we called her Mavo. Mavo? <laughs> yeah. 
but perhaps her name was Mavis. I think it may have right. been. Right, and you were just early Mavo. adopters of Australian slang, where well, yeah, they put think... on O onto everything. <laughs> Steve out, Mavo. Yeah, she was in New Zealand, actually, oh, so really? that's probably why she was called Mavo. Yeah, oh, just yeah. a sort of slightly Danny Dyer approach to grandparenting, <laughs> right. Mavo. Um, if there was a prize to give out for best one of these, if we give a mug or something, I mean, we don't do that, do we? But um, David Lundberg says... Um, the thing he's carried on is making holes in the bottom of eggshells so witches can't use them as boats. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Well, I, I've never heard about that. He said it like it's the most accessible bit of observational comedy and we'll all be, oh, yeah, making holes in eggshells well, also, so witches can't use them as boats. Where does he draw the line? I mean, does he do this at restaurants when he's on a date? Any vessel he likes to smash just in case a witch will use it as a Why boat. Why do witches like eggs? I didn't know that they were such fat. Oh, I tell you, there's something I do, actually, which I'd forgotten about. I, and this is a bit strange... I sometimes, if I meet someone and I like them, a girl or something, and I'm, I'll say, oh, I really like you, I want to be your friend. Oh, that's fun. I do that quite often. Daisy's nodding with recognition. I said it only recently. I was with a friend of mine and she introduced me to a, a, a girl and I was chatting to her and I just had a very nice feeling about her. And I said, I really like you. I, I'd really like it if you could be my friend. And she went, oh. I'd like you to be a friend to me. <laughs> did, she, did she flee? <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard from her since. Oh, that's a shame. But we'll see. Would you be freaked out if someone did that to you? Men don't do that really, do they? <laughs> no. I'd feel similar if somebody knocked on from my street and said, do you want to play out, Alan? <laughs> did you say play out? Yeah. Oh, we didn't say that. You didn't say play out. Oh, we didn't really play with children. We played with adults. Uh, but yeah, no, okay. No, they'd, so they'd knock on your door and say, "Can can Emily come out to play?" Mm-hmm. Did, did you have that, Gareth? No. The way I make friends is I say, "Oh, do you want me to smash the eggshell for you?" So, which can't use it as a boat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to the woman that I that I recently asked if approached and asked her to be my friend, and I haven't heard from her. That's okay mm-hmm. because there are plenty of other people I can go up to and say that to. Yeah. I mean, I might try it out today. What if I do it with strangers? And what I, like street mate, friend mate? Um, Just walk up to people. Yeah, you're trying to launch a television show idea. Is that what's <laughs> happening here? No, I'm just trying to end this link. Oh, well, we can end it with uh, my granddaughter calls me Grubs Grubs. <laughs> five she's covered seven. in insect larvae. <laughs> OK, we'll, d- we'll discuss why off air. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute radio. So we've got a couple of um, textings people are responding to because we have the first thing of childhood things that we've carried on doing. Yes. One of it from Ali E says, dropping minstrels into hot drinks so that you can fish them out or melted, but still in the shell. Oh, I mean, that is a game changer. That. That's actually something I've never done, but I plan on starting yeah, as of we're today. Gonna try. Can we get yeah. some hot drinks and minstrels, please? Can we get someone on that? Yeah. Minstrels. Oh, wow. Got to touch Jeremy Clarkson there. <laughs> Let's do it. I'd get on with that if I was you, just in case she starts swinging If you punches. don't return with them, I won't assault you in any way. <laughs> and um, Beth, Beth has gone properly old school and just said, Beth Bailey, I don't eat the crust and I've never made my kids eat them either. Oh, good for you. Has she got that in Latin on a crest outside (laughs) her house? Uh, Jackie has texted that she counts to, uh, I I guess, counts from lightning to thunderclap to get the distance of the thunderstorm. That's a thing, isn't it? Yes. But again, that's a thing I think drifts away in adulthood. 
Yes. I mean, it always felt just a bit... I got a little bit scientific for me, that I just felt safe with elephants. <laughs> don't think it's that scientific to count... Oh, it is for me. ...lightning to thunder. <laughs> um, and Helen has texted, Morning, I regularly hide behind doors and in cupboards to jump out on the children, <laughs> shouting boo or rah. Makes me laugh every time. No mention of how the children find it. None. Well, they're in their uh, Saturday therapy session, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they're a bit busy. <laughs> no judgement. Our second stream was interesting names for grandparents. And, um, I, like the, I like the stream. <laughs> What's happened with the stream? I'm enjoying that enormously. Um, Fiona Caldwell, and this is tinged with... Um, Sadness. Okay. Um, called Look, my. So, sorry, I'm just preparing <laughs> myself. I'm just yeah. getting my jingle. Yes, let's do <laughs> something sad. A sad. This is my sad jingle. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, called my granddad "Got to go" when I was two Aww. because he was always busy and said "Got to go." <laughs> I'm Aww. 30 and still call him that. <laughs> I like that you adopted quite a poignant voice <laughs> yeah. when you read that. Well, so. yeah. I mean. I don't think it's that sad, really. Although I, I think um, Gotcha Go, that sounds like it could be an actual name in some ways. Mm. Um, Go on, Alan. Karen from Cheltenham, this is not me speaking. My mm. husband, uh, after eating two boiled eggs, turns their empty shell upside down and asks the children if they'd like an egg <laughs> before declaring, oh, it's empty. <laughs> he then puts a hole in the other end and plays it like a trumpet before pretending to use them as binoculars the girls still joining they're 18 and 19 I love that I like the willingness on teenagers who you'd think would be too cool for this game to join in I like that it's straying into mental cruelty as well the uh, childhood pranks this is Frank Skinner um, you were right, Emily Dean. Um, many people have got uh, funny nicknames for grandparents, mm-hmm. or at least unusual. You'd okay. think they'd just be grand and granddad. Or... So other people have got their own versions of Mavo. Uh, morning, Emily, Alan and Gareth. Good paying attention, texter. I love um, this person already. Yeah, me too. Re, I also love a re at the start of a text. I mean, frankly, they don't need to do any more. Re grandparents' <laughs> names. My granddad was known as Cuckoo Dad on account... <laughs> On account of owning a cuckoo clock. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? <laughs> that's yeah, why. That's what they're even. claiming. My grandma was affectionately <laughs> referred to as Granny Grotbag. She spent the best part of 20 years trying to change it to Granny Groovy, including signing of birthday cards with the Groovy moniker. Sadly for her, this was to no avail no, and a dot, dot, shift. dot. Well, this is the thing about these nicknames. Yeah, they, they stick. stick. I don't know. Jinx. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, you two. You know what? You're you're like those twins in The Shining. That's it. Um, <laughs> granny grot bags. Mm. Mm. Um, Sam from Rygate says we call our grandfather Spanish Dave because, <laughs> because he has silver hair like an old Spanish man. Is he a great train robber? <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a great train robber. All right, come and stay at my villa. It's lovely. Oh, that's just a gold ID bracelet I picked up. (laughs) I'm sure he's lovely Spanish, Dave. I like the idea of giving a region to your grandparent. Oh, well, I've got that in my uh, family because my my mother is called Granny Scottish to my children, so... Oh, I love that. And was that you that decided upon that? I think I began it, yeah, but it's it's now got, you know, the wind in its sails for sure. (laughs) I prefer, well, we never knew with my, on my mother's side. I mean, this is getting a bit. Who do you think you are? But on my mother's side, my grandmother, because she had five husbands, it just got confusing. 
Right. And she would say, in front of that person, don't call me that name. She had about 15 different names. And what was she to you? Grandma Five Husbands? Pretty much, That would have been a good nickname. (laughs) (laughs) And then brackets, and counting, in case she began another relationship. Granny can't quite make her mind up. (laughs) I like uh, Grandfather Cuckoo. I think that's one of my... Was it Gran- <laughs> What was his name? Granddad Cuckoo. I think it was, yeah. I think he's one of my favourites. Me too. I enjoy that. Well, I have something else I need to discuss with you. I don't know how imminent the fez is, because we have a fez, oh. we should say, which the producer produces, ironically enough, mm, yeah. from her person. And she shows it to us to indicate that it's time to move on and the link's about to end. But I need to talk to you about a communique I've had with Ross Noble. Oh, yeah. Because there's a slightly orcs aspect to it. Well, that's orcs, because he's what I would call the friend of the show. He's a Ross friend of Noble. the show, he's a friend of mine. He's, I adore that man. Mm-hmm. So he's about to star in Young Frankenstein, the musical. I think that's out there, isn't it? I think people know that. Is it? And, mm. uh, well, let's hope so, because that'll be orcs number Breaking two. news. He sent me a message saying, what's the best email to invite the Skinner gang? Which I thought was lovely. Oh, and then I was about to reply, and I suddenly realised, who are the Skinner gang? Oh. Does he mean the radio show, and if so, all of us? Does he mean Frank's mother-in-law and brother-in-law and sister-in-law? Does he mean, is the Skinner gang our Nora, our Terry? I don't know who the Skinner, Skinner gang yeah. actually are. So I thought, maybe it's another group of people entirely. So I'll just send him an email, and I said, I gave him a series of contact numbers. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> I am on, and then my email address. <laughs> Frank's PA is on, uh-huh. which in itself sounds quite rude, Frank's PA. And then I said, this is Daisy Producer's email, should you wish to invite... And now it looks like I'm expecting all of these people to be invited and all of their entourages. You think? And I haven't heard from him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel absolutely sick. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Show. I'm Emily Dean, and I'm standing in for Frank this morning. He's a little bit poorly, as they like to say up north. But um, we wish you well, Frank, and we hope you're feeling much better. You can text the show on 812.15, or you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I'm here this morning, and I'm with Gareth Richards. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning. I'm here with the Cockerel. Morning. I mean, I'm happy just to call you the cockerel these days. We don't need your full name. Um, so, yeah. We're just, I'll tell you what I wanted to talk about this morning. Mm-hmm. We haven't mentioned, which is a bit of a hot news story, uh, Hitler's pants. Um, yeah, we haven't. I was, uh, I was thinking you've already been boasting about how <laughs> solvent you are. And, uh, <laughs> and now here, here's something that perhaps you may want to invest some of your uh, filthy money in. OK, I like uh, the sound of this. Pair of Adolf Hitler's initial. I mean, I'm worried on taste grounds. I'm not going to lie. Initialed underpants are up for auction in the US. Um, oh, wow! Uh, they've been kept apparently since the. I'm, I'm reading directly from the Daily Mail here. Okay. They've been kept since the Nazi dictator forgot them when he left them a hotel in Graz. Is that how you'd say that? Well, yeah, but I didn't Graz. think it was the Premier Inn in Norwich. No, true. <laughs> enough. Which I have stayed in actually. It was in Austria here. When Adam Buxton got married. You stayed in a Premier Inn in Norwich. It's the only time I've stayed in one. And you know what? It wasn't that bad. No, they're all right. So you can have that for your <laughs> advertising slogan. Premier Inn, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I wonder if oh, the lads know they're all right, Alan Conkrum. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Um, they'll probably just stick with Henry instead of us two as they're endorsing 
comic voice. Oh, yes, voice. they don't need us, Al. Um, they don't need the likes of us. Now, I wonder if Hitler did forget these pants or if uh, he was an early adopter of the system that has been used on this show of when pants are getting what my mum would call a bit done. You know when, oh, um, you know when clothing is reaching the end of its life, you would call it a bit done. Oh, that T-shirt's a bit done. And what it means is the neck's gone all baggy and it's no yes, longer presentable. Yes, my gay godfather always says, he's Australian, he says, that seems better days. Seen better days. Yeah, yeah, maybe the pants had seen better days and he just left them on purpose. <laughs> thinking, well, I think these the pants have seen much worse days. <laughs> can I just say? It doesn't get worse than the kind of days these pants have seen. I, mean, I don't think they had the emotional understanding of no. what was going on. I, I think you're absolutely right. But you know, so but if you're out... talking about pants seeing days, that is personifying True pants enough. and, yes. and these, the days these pants saw. Apparently, it turns out the pants are quite roomy. <laughs> yeah, they look to me like. Um, no, I've heard that. I mean, genuinely, it says, Al, they measure 39 inches at the waist. 39 waist? Goodness well, I don't me. know about waists. I mean, is that... That's big. I mean, yeah. I'm a much bigger man than he would have been. I mean, like, physically, I don't think he was six foot three. Don't put yourself down. Oh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> you're the bigger man between you and Hitler, definitely. I would say I would you're say, definitely yeah. a bigger man than him. I mean, he's a physical specimen. I don't mean it's, <laughs> uh, like, you know, in terms of... Yes, no, I understand, in terms of uh, sort of emotional moral maturity. Code. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then maybe the fashion, assuming Hitler was wearing the f- most fashionable underwear at the time, was for more baggy underwear now. Because now it's more of a boxer brief, isn't it? Yeah. A boxer brief. Whereas um, these seem quite r- but big he must and have spent all day trying to roomy. hitch them back up. Or, like, <laughs> well, no wonder he was annoyed. History he, would have been very different had he spent all day trying to hitch his pants back up. No wonder he was up. annoyed at the world if his pants yeah. were constantly <laughs> dropping down. Bad art. <laughs> nothing going from that man. <laughs> Couldn't draw. Can't find a pair of pants to fit him. There was someone who is... What was his name, this character? He's called Carl Wilhelm Krauss. Mm. And he's somehow involved with the auction. Don't ask me for specifics. Oh, really? But he said, it is no secret, of course, I'm not doing a German accent, I could have and I didn't, Mm. that Hitler was in general (laughs) um, an atrocious dresser and preferred the loosest clothing. Is that what it says? Well, that apparently... It said according to his valet. I can't believe his valet is still going. (laughs) No. But anyway, um, I sort of thought maybe that's not the most atrocious thing about him. (laughs) The fact that he liked the loosest clothing. No. Epic style for hell, Hitler. There are other issues, aren't there? And for me, this is worrying all round because I think there's two sectors of the population... Those who like to buy other people's used underwear mm-hmm. and people who like to collect Hitler memorabilia. <laughs> and neither of those. Both of, I'm worried about both of those. And I'm particularly worried about the crossover between those two groups. Let's and who say that guy is. Or if, girl. Let's say. It sounds Gareth. like a bidding war to me that you just described. <laughs> if it says, um, yeah, going to a kind, loving home, I don't think you'll find that where those pants One are going. One careful user. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So Hitler's underpants. Okay. We were talking about. That's, that wasn't the name of their track, by the way. <laughs> yes, we were talking about Hitler's pants, which are up for auction. I believe they think they're going to fetch. They all say fetch with auction prices, don't they? they? Do. Five thousand yeah. pounds. Is that all? Well, I would have thought more. Yeah. But then, as Gareth says, I mean, who's going to buy them? Some weirdo. Well, not me now that I know that there are 38. <laughs> or a museum. Maybe a museum, the Pants Museum. 
Is there a Pamp Museum? How would you hang them? <laughs> it, just, just, it does seem an odd piece of memorabilia. Yeah. For Is me- there a pre-existing interest in World War memorabilia? Let's <laughs> <laughs> ask Al Murray. Is that already a thing? I think it is. I'm interested in the fact that his pants are initialed, like... Yeah. A-H. A-H. I wonder if he thought he had an idea every morning when he looked at his pants and he thought, <laughs> ah. And then, if it had been the other way around, he might have found it funny. Like, ha! Well, maybe he needed to... <laughs> if he just laughed slightly more, different story. Maybe he needed a constant reminding, because it's almost like he had low self-esteem or something. Do you think? Yeah. But I noticed there's the globe is also for sale. But interestingly, that's going to get 100,000, and the pants only 5,000. Seems a huge disparity between pants and globe. Why I so? A, I have a mental problem with that globe. He only because... had one globe. That's the thing. Going around the pants issue very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, not unlike my dog Raymond in that respect, but that's a whole other story. Oh, gosh. oh is yeah. it? Yes. Um, the uh, the globe, I think... We're talking about the globe now. The actual yeah. globe that's Hitler's that's for sale. I think I, I want that, but I think that's because I think of the Charlie Chaplin film where he spins a globe right. and then leans on it and falls off yes. it. <laughs> and that was not Hitler, to my knowledge, although, you know, maybe we'll get a text in saying, actually, you're wrong. I'm an expert on Hitler, and he did once lean on that globe and fall over. Yeah, and it was a reference to that. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think... Look, the fact is, I don't think I'd really want any Hitler memorabilia, and I certainly don't want someone's old pants. Breaking news. That are done. Breaking news. I did Emily ha- Dean, I don't want any <laughs> Hitler memorabilia. I don't. I mean, I did know a gentleman once. I'm making this sound a bit sus, but he was actually of the glasses on a lanyard persuasion, if right. you know what I mean. Older? No... Um, oh, okay, got you. I don't think he would have been interested in dating me. Right. I mean, that doesn't, got you. That doesn't mean he's not straight, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he was gay, okay? Okay. okay. Um, Pretty sure you're allowed to say Done with euphemisms. Sick of it. Um, anyway, he brought out a pair of Queen Victoria's bloomers once after dinner. Hang on, is that a euphemism? <laughs> is this some cocktails? <laughs> Queen Victoria's bloomer, anyone? No. You're so I don't eat bread. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a name for poppers or something. But he um, he decided as he. Oh, brought... they didn't have poppers in those days. No and bloomers. Sure yeah, I was talking about the pop. Exactly, I was talking about the bloomers. Um, it was sort of after dinner entertainment, and we all took snaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so drinking snaps. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, it was really nice. And I thought, well, I don't know what these cost you. Let's say 3K. Mm, right. But probably it's worth it. If you added up all the after eight mints and brandies you'd have had to have bought over the years, and you just got the bloomers instead. Yeah. It's a lovely party trick. Yeah, in a way, it's a cost saver, isn't it? Yeah. This, it, this whole thing is a damning indictment of the monogram as a way to keep stuff. Because they didn't get back to them, <laughs> did they? Good point. They were initialed <laughs> and they never got them back. Yeah, yeah, it's not really like a lost luggage label, is it? No. <laughs> Didn't work. That's true. Well, so have we established here that none of us would buy these pants? No. I, well, I'm a grey area because I'm not going to buy oh, them because I know God. they're not my size. But <laughs> You're not going to buy them. You know, were they a 32 or a 34, then maybe I'd ponder it. <laughs> or were they, um, you know, a bit cheaper? <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
Um, so, Emily, it's very exciting. We have some um, minstrels, other disc-shaped um, chocolate with a crispy shell on the outside are available. Although not really. Is Other minstrels are available, but they <laughs> but tend to be the wandering play music type <laughs> and they're not as much fun to dip in coffee. Like, yes. like you two at the Edinburgh Festival, but we'll, we'll return to that. So Ali E said her childhood thing she still does is dropping minstrels like into Ali hot e. drink yeah. so that you can fish them out all melted but still in the shell. So the idea is this will oh, still be like a crispy a shell <laughs> but with melted chocolate on the inside. So I'm, dro- are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm dropping well, my minstrel wait, into the ju- hot drink. Gareth, can we build a tension? I'm just rattling the packet so they can hear me. Okay. It's like an episode of The Archers. It is. And awful. <laughs> well, I heard the archers. Did I tell awful you this? Awful radio. I'm That's... getting to quite like it. I heard it. I shouldn't be promoting oh, the radio. No, I heard I it the other day. But guess what the, the cliffhanger was, Al? Guess yeah. what the cliffhanger was? Dad, I'm going to defer my place at university. Tune in tomorrow mm. to find out. See, I worry that even singing that tune has made some people reach for the button that turns <laughs> the radio off, just in case. But Okay. People are probably it's off okay. by now if this you, isn't their cup of tea. You need to get yeah, that out. Yeah, so I'm going to fish it out. I've got so a that's mix. been that's in there been for ages. about 30 seconds, is it? This is like some terrible cookery <laughs> yeah. programme. Yeah. So what, what am I doing, chaps? Am I putting a minstrel in my drink? Yeah. yeah. In my coffee? So in it's there. going in. Do I stir it? Um, I think you just leave it in there for a while. Gareth's done his. Great. And now he's, now he's so going to put it in. Mine's out. I'm going to taste mine. I'm going to do the talking during this because okay. I don't like this confectionery. And also my coffee comes with full-fat cream, so... I How do is it? not need any sugary extra help. Okay. I'm no. fat adjusted. I like fat better than sugar, guys. Um, okay. I mean, it is a judgment. I'm enjoying this, but I'm not sure what great radio it is. <laughs> yeah, me neither. No. Um, that's really great. That okay. Was that was <laughs> really great. good. Are you glad you listened to all that really so we can establish <laughs> it's really great? Not really, really soft and melty on the inside I'm... and then still crunchy on the outside. Okay. I, I give it two thumbs up. Do you know, that link's nearly over, and I don't feel we've achieved very much. I feel all we've done is put minstrels in a drink and sing the Archer's theme How tune. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. That I mean, was a compelling radio, and if I don't get some sort of cookery show after this... He's going for it again. There it goes. Genuinely loved it. Have you tasted yours, Em? No. I'm well, not that's sh- what people are waiting for. OK, I'm really? I'm not sure that's what the people are is, for. Um, I think they've got a bit more going on in their lives. Listen, men, want... have, men have stopped shaving their chests to see whether you like melted in the inside minstrels. OK, well, that I do want to talk about. Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. We're talking on Absolute Radio this morning about a number of topics, but you can text in on 81215 about your if you had any strange names for your grandparents, in my case, Mavo. And uh, also we're talking about childhood habits that you haven't quite let go. Hmm. So you can text us in about that. But and also, Ross Noble, you can text me just to put my mind at rest that you're still talking mm. to me because we had a really orcs exchange and mm. you left me kind of hanging. And am I included in the Skinner gang? Cause I, you know, well, this is the other thing. I mean, it's all getting a bit even more awkward because Gareth's here today and who is the Skinner gang? I think that's what yeah, we need I mean, to know. Extended mm. Skinner gang? We should say, in case you've just tuned in, this news just in. Ross Noble invited us out to Young Frankenstein and he invited the Skinner gang and I don't know who that is. Mm. Or it could be the East London Street gang. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
known as the Skinner Gang, who, um, I mean, I shouldn't talk about them anymore. He, he might just think I have contact numbers for them. <laughs> and then I bombarded him with a series of different emails. Yeah, I got into a little spot of bother with the Skinner Gang. If you've got any contacts, I mean, you would be someone who might have some contacts to help oh, you out yeah. of a mob problem. But if someone yeah. sends you an invitation to a musical and you then send them three separate emails, that seems somewhat grabby, but I was just covering all my mm. bases. Best not to obsess about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is we can talk about it I think here. you've really styled it out by mentioning it on the radio. I think that's really, if there was any awkwardness, you've really smoothed over that. Oh, thank God, thank God he's such a reasonable man. <laughs> I mean that genuinely. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Now, I need to talk to you two, because you were both in Edinburgh. I wasn't there this year, which That's was a right. great loss to that city. Mm. <laughs> you were both there doing... i rip it up there. Um, you were both there doing your little shows. Love it. And I wondered Love if... Love that as a description. You, <laughs> if you may have... Your skits. If you may have encountered each other during your sketches, mm-hmm. sketch shows. Well... So during Edinburgh Festival, where yeah. there's a pretty month-long month comedy festival yeah. where everyone does a show a day, because some people don't know what, how it works. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Did He's going down the Frank uh, Skinner... Uh, <laughs> everything. ...conobation in the... Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we met once? Once in yeah. a queue for food in a place that I then stayed Sounds in Sounds a bit queue. depressing, like Ken Loachville. No, it was a busy, it was a busy <laughs> cafe eatery type thing. OK. And, uh, mm. and Gareth... Gareth went, the queue was too no, big. I was just ahead it? of you in the queue. Yeah. Well, the weird thing was, I was ahead of you in the queue. And still bailed. I was Do with you... my friend Chris, one of my Camden friends. Oh, Gareth, you know what this sounds like when people are telling you about the when we met story? That's so right. he was ahead of me in the queue. No, no, you tell it. Yeah. No, I will. He was a bit ahead of me, and then you say, Gareth, what happened? So it was about halfway through Edinburgh, so my nerves were a little frayed. It and it's closer a sort to the end than that, my was friend. It? <laughs> Your nerves were more frayed than that. <laughs> and so you will storm out of eateries if things don't go exactly the way you need them to go at that point. Is really? That, is that fair? I so you're a li- little on the edge. So we got offered a table, but it was an off- uh, offered at a table sharing with two men on a laptop. We're on the other <laughs> side of the table. Yeah. Separate laptops, not two men on one laptop. Okay. And I was like, I can't. I can't sit with two blo- just strange men. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> so yeah. we said hi, and you're with your family? Hang on, were the men sharing the laptop then? No, it was two. They had a laptop each. Okay. Okay. <laughs> doing ever so well. It's quite a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just don't some... like the phrase lap and men. It just makes yeah, me yeah. feel a bit uneasy. Orcs, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Just in case my family are listening, it was when you guys were up. It wasn't another family that I had <laughs> yeah. in Edinburgh. I didn't want to, you know. I didn't want to say anything in case it wasn't your wife and kids, but just another woman yeah. and kids yeah, yeah, yeah. who you hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's um, got blonde and called Angel, isn't she? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the oh, those perspex heels? Yeah, I thought that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Two um, eight, 19-year-old girls. I say children, dancers. I was, I was there with my cha- my family, so you'd think I would be the one that would be frantic and stropping out of the restaurant because there's a six-minute wait, whereas it was Gareth <laughs> no, and his was, pal just it went. Was me. I couldn't cope with it. But that was the only time I saw you in the whole yeah. festival, which I always find strange when you think, I'm in a city where I know loads of people, and there are people that I know well 
that I did not text and did not bump into in the street during the whole month of living. That really? blows my mind It's all gone a bit Ross Noble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Can I just say, I have the fez in front of me, but I do want to hear more about uh, your Edinburgh experience and yours, Gareth. OK. Because I think we'll come to understand that Gareth's nerves were getting what I call a bit Richard Hammond's jean bottoms. <laughs> Frayed. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Oh, I think my throat made a little noise there. <laughs> oh, was that you? Yeah, I think. Did you hear it? I did. I thought I might have done it, so that's good, isn't it? Can it we wasn't... just say, did everyone hear it? I yes. didn't. No, okay. I oh, we've got three texts already saying. Is it about that, my throat making was that the Emily's noise? Throat? <laughs> yeah. I is think... there a frog in the studio, or did Emily just not? <laughs> I mean, Emily's throat is making a noise throughout the show. Yeah, what, what, I, think down on. what I think I'm really good at is moving on from things and not okay. turning them yeah, into walk yeah. situations. Mm-hmm. Still no text from Russ Noble. <laughs> as, as we move on, yeah. if you heard Emily's throat, eight, twelve, fifteen, do let us know. <laughs> no, no, go by an email. Yeah, um, uh, Gareth, we want to hear about your horrendous meltdown. Did you have a meltdown? Yeah. Edinburgh Festival. Well, oh, I excellent. mean... No, he had an orc situation. call it a meltdown festival. <laughs> and, um, yeah. No, I meant the meltdown in the cafe, but... Certainly, and Antarctica. <laughs> um, you had the cafe meltdown, but how was your Edinburgh otherwise? Yes, I mean, you do, you are, you're not at your best at Edinburgh Festival at times. It's three weeks long, and you can be at your most... Narcissistic and sort of status anxiety. You should see me in London, love. Um, for instance, I don't think, Alan, it's OK two weeks oh, into the festival goodness. for someone to bump into you and say, oh, have you got a show up this year? I didn't do that. that no, no, oh. you didn't, but people did that. Uh, that and when you, yeah, but there was a pretty horrendous. Uh, 30 what do you think seconds. I'm doing here? <laughs> that there was a pretty horrendous thirty seconds when I thought Alan <laughs> yeah. had said that to you. Honest no, no. fear in his eyes, real fear. <laughs> that happened to me. Yeah. I, Did someone that say happens. that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just have to someone go. who I know who works in the comedy industry who should know that I had yeah. a sort of show. Who works in this room? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Um, um, what did they say then? They just say, have you got a show up here? Actually, I think they said something like, oh, you're doing a few gigs while you're up here. And <gasps> I, I then had to go, no, I'm doing a show that I've worked yeah, on for the whole month. You see, I pu- think... Publicised having... and I've, you know, paid to be advertised yeah. and I've been, I've been doing and I imagine words really got around by now. <laughs> <laughs> this I, incredible show I'm doing. I think, Gareth, that's the equivalent. Mm. It belongs in the same family. In, having grown up in a theatrical family, the worst thing was if you would go on stage and you're sort of playing head of garbler and someone says, your hair looked very nice. Right. That's mm. the slams that, that go on in the theatre world. And so... Is that an intentional slam, is what I'm saying? No, I think or it's just people that... just don't realise... It's just thoughtless, isn't it? And just, but I think if... Assume if you meet a comedian in Edinburgh <laughs> during the festival, <laughs> err on the side of, they're probably doing a show. Yeah, <laughs> rather than are you doing a show, maybe what time is your show? Like, yeah. That could yeah. indicate that you think they're doing a show, you well, just can't remember the details. It's better to say, oh, I'm not actually doing a well, show this year. Well, it's a bit Absolutely. like... Yeah. I always say to anyone with a vaguely Antipodean-sounding accent... Oh, um, are you from New Zealand? Because Australians will never get offended. Oh, really? Do you see what I'm saying? Think about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just listen to their accent and get the right one. Can you not do that? No, I only, so li- you I think, only lived in both think, countries for nearly seven years. So you think it's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want anyone to think you're calling them Australian. No, my point being that <laughs> Australians don't have... Yes, because they have a okay. sort of, you know, you. The, the, the poor relation thing. I mean, I'm okay. half New Zealand, so I can say this. You're I half love New Zealand? Yes. It's only a little island. <laughs> but what I want I'm to half know Kiwi. Is, uh, oh, but we want to know about uh, what, uh, what else happened. Was that the worst thing that happened to you in the two weeks? <laughs> By oh. no means. Really? Oh. Hang on. You Do might you know have to what? Tell us I think we might have to settle down round the fireside because I want to prepare myself for this. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner show on Absolute Radio, but our lovely Frank isn't here this morning, but I'm here. And Alan's here. And so am I. And Gareth, Gareth's here. Oh, Gareth right, I was getting to you. <laughs> yeah, wait your turn. Don't be so thirsty. Just, you can text the show. Let me do my okay. business. Okay. Mummy's doing her business. <laughs> Sounds awful, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ter- most awful thing I've ever said in my whole life to any human beings collected in any room. And that's some leaderboard, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> to be fair... <laughs> I'm still in shock at myself. I do apologise to okay. any God-fearing people out there. Uh-huh. You can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. You can turn off in disgust at what I just said. I'd rather you didn't. Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. It's nice to, you know... I think Gareth's just a bit keen because he's had so many chocolates that have been dipped in coffee. But yes. um, we'll uh, move on. Oh, we've had a text that I like. Uh, are they yes. sure about the pants? Remember we were discussing Adolf Hitler's <laughs> not pants? The, not the first time I've been asked that. Are they sure <laughs> about the pants? The AH and the size could lead one to believe that they're Alfred Hitchcock's. <gasps> it could be an oh, o- enormous days. clerical error from that time that Alfred Hitchcock spent in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the hotelier just got confused. But that's not a bad and, idea. And it was quite a full room, so he had to bunk up with Hitler. <laughs> It's one of those stories. This is your underpants at all for. That would be a straight... That's like an Edinburgh show. <laughs> yeah. When Alfred met Adolf. Gareth Richards and Alan Cochran play yes. Alfred Hitchcock and Adolf Hitler. Surprise casting. <laughs> Sorry, it's standing room only today. Everyone or, else was busy. Or what about Alan Hansen on an away game? Surprise away game? I mean, I know the eras are all a bit mixed Alan up. Alan Hansen? Yeah, maybe. Mm, interesting. When you talk about I'm not sure. Adolf. Um, <laughs> not sure who's a 38 way either. He's a trim soul. Very slender. Lovely. Apparently a very good golfer, but then I think that about all the footballers. You know, they like a bit of golf, don't they? Active leisure. Oh, I'm not sure if uh, Gary plays golf. I'm not even oh. saying the surname, there's no need. There Lineker, is only one Lineker, Gary. Lineker, Gary yeah. <laughs> You'll say it, won't you? <laughs> dangerous. He'll say it. Um, yeah, anyway. the active leisure thing, it keeps yeah. him out of trouble. It's not as dangerous as like, it, squash or skiing or something. But, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a still a leisurely thing. OK, that's worth knowing. I'm sure it entirely keeps him out of trouble, you're right. No, footballers in trouble. Yeah. Happy bedfellows. Yeah. Gareth. So, yes, Edinburgh Festival. I mean, I would like to say that this following story doesn't show me in the best possible light. But, you know, we know... We're all Bring in. We're all in. <laughs> we all know what, what, what is... Leaned in and rubbed their hands. <laughs> so I was hanging out with my friend Mark, Mark Oliver, who's an excellent um, comedian and um, TV warm-up man. Oh, yes. Um, Did he used to do Deal or No Deal? Yes. yes. Does all sorts of the shows. Mm. A lot of good warm-up. And a funny comic. He's a very good comedian. Yeah. Um, And um, 
I was hanging out with him and we met um, a newer comedian called Will Duggan. Do you know Will? Uh, well, probably. Duggan. I'm yeah. not great with names. I'm not great with names. Well, you would have been no good in this story <laughs> at all. Right. So I met... Um, well, I do know Will Duggan. Yeah, of course you do. do. Yeah, yeah. like because comedians mm. generally know pretty much all the other comedians. Okay. If you've been doing comedy a while, you're on the circuit. People pretty much is that well, right? Now, now you tell pretty me. Much I wouldn't have gone through all so, the other comedians. So many of them. Did you say? Uh, yeah, I would you say, say that's so, correct. So, I mean, yeah. eventually, I yeah, think, eventually. You know, obviously, you have to work with them a first time and yeah. then a second. I feel there's a certain way he wants you to answer each time. I think so. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. Yes. But I'd like to play devil's advocate <laughs> because I've got such a bad memory that sometimes if a comic's not amazing, I'm, I need to work with them 200 times before I take them in. OK. Anyway. Over to you, Gareth. <laughs> I think it's fair yeah, to I say... I don't know um, if that's helped. Well, I'm, I'm someone, if I meet someone once, or, like, I remember them, it's a bit like, you know, Homer Simpson and Mr Burns when Mr Burns never remembers Homer Simpson. <laughs> like, you're okay. a definite Mr Burns, aren't you? You'll meet someone, you'll be like, oh, nice to meet you. We've met hundreds of times. <laughs> this makes me a baddie in this story. <laughs> yeah. Poor Cochrane isn't he sitting are. here? Okay, so on with the story, please. Yeah, so um, we we meet um, this guy, Will. I won't say his surname again. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's out of the back. Again. Um, no, he's a lovely man. Um, but um, And Mark Oliver goes, um, Oh, um, Will, have you met Gareth? Mm. And Will goes, No, I never met Gareth. And he goes, Oh, do you know? Do you know? Guess his surname. Oh. It says, okay. guess his surname. I've never heard of the game Guess His Surname before. That's because there is game. no such There's game. There's no such game. Not and this game. is not a good thing to be doing at the Edinburgh Festival, mm. where it's all about trying to make a name for yourself. You've been doing a show for two weeks, and um, Mark Olver suggests a game of Guess Your Surname. But it's a good Gareth, guessing game, I think. <laughs> it is, and <laughs> like can I just guessing. say, Gareth sounds fabulously on the edge, so I'm going to leave you hanging there for a minute. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Gareth. Yeah, so we're in Edinburgh Festival. Um, Mark Olver, I've just met uh, a comedian called Will Duggan, and Mark Olver has suggested to Will a name of guess Gareth's surname. Okay. Now, it's not many times in life you get a measure of where you are in the pecking order of your field and how Mm. well your name is regarded by others. (laughs) Right. And... um, and this, you know, during Edinburgh Festival, when you're right on the edge, is not a good time for that to happen. So, and Will, to, Will's in a difficult situation here, isn't he? This is an awkward mm. um, situation. Mark Olver has lost his mind suggesting this um, <laughs> game. So um, I feel Will is more sinned against than sinning. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Will has absolutely no idea who I am. Mm. Not, and he's not alone, is he? Let's face it, you know, well, but just, you know... Statistically, in... what do you think <laughs> yeah, of, no, yeah. what, is it 7 billion people on Earth? <laughs> yeah. So, you know... You're you... such a kind friend, Al. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, well, I'm you're just making him feel better, you are. I'm I think that's a kind friend. There are a lot of people. Would you be my we friend? We can't expect them all to know who Gareth is. No. Okay. And bear in mind also, you know, I'm not... I, I'm aware of the situation. I, You know, in my normal life, this doesn't cross... I mean, my mum works s- in, in the office... And you know who one of the other people she works with? Gareth Malone's mum works in the same office. I like that because he's in the choir, you called it the office. Oh, my goodness, that is going to hurt. You're not even the most famous Gareth. (laughs) 
of the sons of the people your mum works with. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. I Ruthful. also like that's the fact right. that his mum works in the office. <laughs> I mean, just for context, that's like my mum working in the same office as Alan Carr and when they yeah. discuss... They're Allens. Yeah. Yeah. And one day, one day your mum will chip in and goes, Oh, do you know, actually, uh, my um, son is a comedian and uh, yeah. he's good and, oh. and, you know, I mean, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that doesn't happen. Just anyway, for the record. So, Will's got no idea. He And he suggests some Gareth comedians who I haven't <gasps> even heard of any other many other Gareth comedians. So, he's going through Gareth's. Gareth no, Bale. Nowhere near, has not got. And so, I, I start to act sort of mock angry. I'm not oh. really angry, but I just think, oh, it'd be funny in this situation Except if I pretend he is really that angry. I'm angry. Yeah, and yeah. I go, oh, so not a comedy fan then? <laughs> when he, um, which you know, and then he starts to feel like, well, you know, I haven't put myself in this situation. Why, you, like, and then he keeps getting, and he goes, oh no, I know who you are. I know who you are. Um, you were Welsh unsigned act of the year 2015. Welsh, <laughs> Welsh unsigned act of the year 2015. Okay. Now, I was nominated for Best Newcomer at the Edinburgh Festival in 2010. Uh, readers of the show will remember La Nomination <laughs> from um, those days of when I was here. Like, I know, okay. I've achieved a lot in comedy, but I've been doing it for Gareth, a little bit. Gareth, Gareth, we've got to just go to an outbreak, okay, but I just want to good, tell you, have a nice... it's, it's not your fault. It's OK. <laughs> it's not your fault. Okay, I'll pull myself together in the outbreak. It's not it's your fault. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Can I just say, uh, in that I don't know if it was in that last <laughs> link, we just heard some extraordinary news, which was that apparently the um, assistant on the show, should we call her Lemmy Assistant, mm-hmm. was uh, helping police with her inquiries while she went to get our coffees. So oh, wow. more news on that story as it comes in. Breaking news. Yeah, genuinely just happened. I think there an alarm was going off in a restaurant, in fairness. You know, it's In not furnace. something you want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long walk for a coffee. <laughs> Gareth, what the hell happened? Yeah, so anyway, yeah, the the situation with the comedians in Edinburgh. Guessing game. It was, yeah, guess the name, guess the surname of Gareth Richards. Um, did not go well. Okay. He said, said, oh, yes, I do know you. You were unsigned Welsh Act of the Year 2015, mm. a time when I'd been doing comedy for at least 10 years. Okay. So I don't think I'd have been eligible for that. For that. No. And, um, yeah, and so I was, like, being mock angry, and then he goes, well, you know, you seem to have quite a bad attitude. And before I was like, we, uh-oh. <gasps> before we move did he on, actually say that? I like the fact that you're ignoring the fact you don't seem to be Welsh as well. <laughs> no, it's it's your years in the comedy game that is putting you out of the Welsh unsigned act. So hang on. Carry on. The man actually said, yes, I'm calling him the man. Yeah. The man actually said... Um, You're getting ac- angry. Yeah, he accused you so, of So, well, because Mark said, well, you got nominated to Best Newcomer in 2010 and the guy said, well, he seems to have a bad attitude about it since. <laughs> and it's like, well, at that point I'm going, oh, no, this is going terribly wrong and I don't have the emotional reserves to deal with the social situation of no, this sort of delicacy. So and all the while this is happening, is Mark over sort of twiddling an evil moustache? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rubbing he his sounds hands a together. Machiavellian character. Yeah. So what, yeah, exactly. Did he have a cape around. on? So what happened in the end? So then we all go, 
into the because they're about to do a gig and I feel like oh no this has all gone terribly wrong I need to get out of here I'll just go I'll just go and I'll go and be by myself somewhere and that so sounds I'll, a very healthy response <laughs> run away and um, so I, I sort of say oh bye Mark I'm going to go now and I go oh bye Will I'm going to go and he goes oh you're not on and I go well no according to you I'm barely a comedian and that didn't <laughs> help did it not, um, well you know what I, I think I felt um, very bad about it I won't be friends with them anymore Gareth. <laughs> I'd like to apologise publicly to Will Duggan okay. for being weird <laughs> in Edinburgh. I'm a human man. Do I or you <laughs> under a lot of pressure? I'm a human man? <laughs> what is happening to this show? I'm a human man. I said Mummy's doing her business. Can Frank's going to be so upset with us. Can I fact check with you, Emily? Do I owe Gareth an apology for how much I'm enjoying this story <laughs> as a colleague having a breakdown at the Edinburgh Festival? I think it's fair to say I've never seen Al so happy in his life. The glint in his eye. It's like the light in a cab coming on. Yeah. Skinner. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Radio. A terrible thing <laughs> happened to me the other day. Uh-huh. I, oh, I saw you nestling into yeah, your chair like, then. Yeah, now he looks happier. Well, then, I, I should say, it happened at a lovely place. I went to my friend's... Most book. things do happen to you in a lovely place. Yeah. OK, you talking so about you me specifically or yeah. one? Yeah. So this was my friend Adam Kay, who's also a comic. Yeah. Um, you heard of a him? A friend of mine, I, yes. I know him. I've heard of him. OK, calm down, everyone. Nice guy. So he's a lovely guy. He's just written a book, or mm. wrote in a book, as I like to say. Mm. Uh, called This Is Going To Hurt. And it's very mm. good and you should buy it because it's brilliant. Because he used to be a doctor. Career, yeah, that's right. Obstetrician, mm. I, think, I believe. And uh, Daisy's a bit of a fan, so she came along and we had the phone call. She was like, what are you wearing? I got one of those texts, mm. early doors. We went together with my goddaughter, Honey, who's 20. Don't do the math, I'm never going to tell you. And uh, it was a lovely event. It was really nice. Although he was a victim of his own success because it was absolutely packed. Mm, so good. much so. Yeah, it was packed. It, we were sort of slightly rounded and we got there. The speeches were starting. And Daisy and I were in the corridor. Speeches. Now, speeches. Yeah, they do speeches launch. at the book, book launch. launch. Saying, Thank you for coming. Oh, no, he okay. did do a reading. Mm. He did a reading. But I was next to a man, an elderly man. I think it's fair oh, to no. say he'd had a few. <laughs> He'd All had right. a few. Drinks. I don't know who he was. He had a very large pint glass and he was knocking it back and staggering a bit. And I don't think you can have a large pint glass. But anyway, <laughs> he had a no, pint you're glass. right. Yeah, but it looked big. But I don't know because he was drinking it so quickly. Because you were close to it. Yeah, but Al, you're absolutely right. You're right to correct me on that. That's you sloppy. Know, I mean, I like right. it, though, because I once heard a woman on the phone say, oh, I owe you a big pint to a, somebody that had done her a favour. Al, you're right. I've let myself down with that no, pint glass. No, I think glass. it's fine. I think no, it's fine. you're right to correct me on it, though. Anyway, <laughs> this man was a drunk. There's no easy way of saying this. Okay? I like it. He had badges. You're taking your anger out on him. Yeah, I'm angry at uh, my own sloppiness. I'm taking yeah. it out on him. He had badges on his lapel in a sort of Alexi sale in the 80s type way. Okay, right. From bands. Judgment, exactly. Mm. I mean, there was a Q magazine party hosted by Absolute Radio going on downstairs. Right. And Daisy walked in so and maybe she went, he was oh, lost. there's Absolute Radio down there. Do you think we should... Oh, no. But he oh. might have got lost. He might be like Chumbawamba's grandfather. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I like that. He saw... They, were the, they said, the nice publishing lady said, and there are copies of the book available at the reduced price of ten ninety nine if you'd like to buy them. That's my publishing voice. In, uh, they're all scattered around. So this man suddenly grabs a copy of the book um, and says, 
to his friend, Smuggle. <laughs> Daisy, what's going on? Daisy had pursed lips and arms folded. <laughs> but that's not going to put the bonnet on the baby. I mean, we need to stop this there. He goes, Smuggle. <laughs> Why was he saying smuggle? <laughs> Hands it to a friend and put it near the friend's grubby rucksack and sort of shoved right. it in and went, Smuggle. <laughs> So I just thought, I've just witnessed a crime here. He's stolen from Mm. my friend. I didn't say anything. So he's saying smuggle because it's like a cute, (laughs) it's kind of a bantery, quite cute word for, or should we steal this book? Smuggle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a... So what I'm saying is I didn't like that man on the internet. I I didn't do a citizen's arrest. Is that what you... When you smuggle things, do you have to go (laughs) smuggle? Why did he feel the need to do a sort of part Cornish accent? But what I feel is that I feel I let my friend down. I think maybe I should have named and shamed that man. I didn't know his name, but I've given a good description and I'm just saying I am now performing a citizen's arrest on you after the fact. Section 24A of the Criminal Justice Act. Well, the assistant has got some links with the police, so maybe we could get that into... Do you know what we're going to do now? She's going to help us with our inquiries. Okay. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, I'm at Adam Kay's book launch, and this man... I haven't performed a citizen's arrest on the drunk man, but I did have another slightly mortificado incident... So I'm there with Daisy and I'm there with my goddaughter and I'm deciding to leave and my goddaughter's talking to this chap who looks, how old would you say, Daisy? I don't know, 30s, 40s? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a big enough bracket not to offend anyone. Although I don't know why I'm worried about offending him because he said, she introduced me, it was a very noisy bar, I should say. Right. And honey, my goddaughter, she said, um, she said she's my godmother. And I heard him say, oh, you don't look old enough, which is a nice thing to say. And I thought that was very mm. sort of polite of him. To you or? To me, yeah, yeah, to me. He said, oh, yeah. you don't look old enough. So when we went to leave... Although there's no age no. requirement, no. really, with godparents. There's no reason this why someone would be... You know, you can be a <laughs> godparent. You just have to be older than the child. But I felt it came from a good place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he said, bye, honey. Bye, honey's grandmother. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's different. There is, <laughs> no, there is uh, an age thing on grandparenting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'll just leave that there, shall I? But not mathematically Bye impossible, honey's grandmother. <laughs> so now, in okay. retrospect, you maybe feel like he didn't seem surprised enough? Is that what you're feeling? So when he said you don't look old enough... Yeah. No, I really hope I don't look old enough <laughs> to be honey's well, grandmother, who's 20. I mean... Wait, let me just do some math. I mean, it's one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. (laughs) Honey, I've never seen Honey look so tense. She went, Godmother! Godmother! Oh, dear. Yeah, Um, yeah. Is Gareth doing a Susie Dent in the... No, it's Rachel Riley. He's doing a little bit of sums. I mean, there are very young grandparents these days. (laughs) Thanks for making me feel better, but I feel terrible. And... It would have been the second citizen's arrest of the evening had I not killed him with my bare hands. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've, we haven't had any idiotic eureka moments. Oh, and, um, IMs. And a couple of... Uh, we don't have a jingle for that, days, do we? No. Well, I'm just going to make one up. In. For people that aren't aware... Uh, 
the idiotic eureka moment is one of those moments where you realise a thing that should have been obvious all those years. So, for instance, sooty and sweep in um, in the television programme is mm. based on chimneys, sooty and yeah. you know, chimney sweep. Yeah. Um, and we've had a fair few of these. Uh, Good morning, all. Thought I'd share an idiotic eureka moment I had the other day, albeit quite embarrassing. Well, it is when you get it and other people don't. So, I was watching the Tigger movie, Winnie the Pooh, I didn't know he had his own breakout movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. With my young nephew the other day and only realised... can I be me? Only realised halfway through, Kanga and Roo, the kangaroos, together, make the... Oh, no. <laughs> Daisy's oh, just that is so stupid. That's they slow. make the word kangaroo. <laughs> what a fool I've been. Have a great weekend, Luke from no, Siren He should, be ashamed. Okay, he should can, be ashamed of himself. Can we take and a Daisy. quick room poll? Who? Let's Rump put the off. hands up. <laughs> yes. Let's put the hands up because that's great for radio. Who was familiar with this? And I'll report back. Who understood this beforehand? For whom is this not an idiotic eureka moment? Although, as Frank Alan points Cochran. out, that's the beauty of the idiotic eureka yes, moment. There's always absolutely. one person who says, yes. oh my goodness. Yeah. I did know this, Gareth. Yes, of course. <laughs> Nemi? Yeah. Of yes. course. Daisy, oh. the producer, didn't know it. Well, you didn't know I mean, Kanga like and civic- Rue. Let's not. What until this very moment? <laughs> okay, excuse me. Oh my gosh! Let's not shame these people. I'm, shame. <laughs> they shouldn't have to walk through the streets. It's not Game of Thrones. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought personally that was obvious. But yeah, you know, I mean, if there's kangaroos okay. called Kanga and Roo, yeah. I, I would. Yeah, I mean, but we're all God's children, and look, what do I know? I'm whatever. a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> we are a grandmother. Shall I put that on my Twitter bio? Grandmother. Okay, um, that's made the room silent. <laughs> We've got to go soon. Anything else before we go? Uh, there's another idiotic eureka moment. Someone realised on their holiday in Greece, alphabet is an amalgamation of the first two letters of the Greek alphabet. Oh. Alpha and bet. Oh. Okay, and that's put, good. Yeah, they put hashtag jumped out of the pool like Archimedes. <laughs> <laughs> is it? William Rees-Mogg. It's Greek references. Listen, we're going to have to go. Uh, it's been sad not to have Frank, but it's been fabulous to have Alan and Gareth. And you, of course. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be seeing you. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.